You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, come with me to Psalm 110, and we'll read the first three verses. Okay, let's read together. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. Verse 3, your people shall be volunteers. In the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Verse 3 of our text says, your people shall be willing. King James says, New King James says, your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness. From the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. Our interest is the very first line where it says, Your people shall be willing. You may please put King James Version. Thy people shall be willing in the day of your power. You know, we are in interesting times. And um, what we cannot take away is that as we celebrate the gift of a new year to us all, you can be sure that we are not just coming into the new year with all benefits coming with us. The scripture makes us understand that now it's high time to awake out of sleep. Praise the Lord. Maybe we'll read it so we get it, you know, the full Romans 13, please, from 11. He says, and do this knowing the time That now it is high time to do what? To awake out of sleep. It says, for now, our salvation is what? Nearer than when we first believed. We thank God for a new year. But it's also telling us that time is what? Running out. Praise the Lord. You know, let's read 12, 13, 14. It says, the night is fast spent. The day is at hand. He said, therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie and drunkenness, not in lewdness and loss, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill his loss. Why? He says, because the time is going. Verse 11. So take us back to 11, please. Thank you. He says, Our salvation is what? Nearer than when we first believed. I'm still saying, Lord, New Year, what does it mean to us? What does it mean to me? What do I do with it? And he said, let's not allow the naivety of Adam and Eve. You know, one of the reasons that made Adam and Eve to be such a failure that they were was their naivety. You see, if you read the account of creation... Everything you see in the garden was beautiful. Praise the Lord. In fact, the Bible says God looked at all that he had made and what was his testimony. It says they were beautiful. And the serpent, you know, if you watch Nigeria and some of these um, stations, geographical and biological stations, you see some serpents, some of them are gold-colored, beautiful. But there was something Adam and Eve lost track of. They lost track that even though God was for them in the garden, in the same garden, the devil was against them. I don't know if someone is listening to me. Even though God was for them, even though the beauty of the garden was for their enjoyment, there was someone in the garden who hated them with a passion. I think they lost sight of that completely. Because if they did... How far could God have been from Eve that you've lived your life maybe 100 years, maybe 200 years before this temptation? We don't know how long. 
And then all of a sudden, somebody begins to tell you something strange about your God. The normal thing should be immediately to turn and ask God, Abba Father or Jehovah, listen to what this serpent is saying. Is it true? Praise the Lord. But you see, they didn't think there was anything to be cautious about. There was nothing to watch. There was nothing to be careful about. It was all, you know, enjoy, celebration, and all of that. But that world, that possibility cannot be in where we are now. I don't know if someone is following me. So the lost side of it. And this new year, we must also ask ourselves, what comes with it? And the picture, you know, that I saw when this came to me is the picture when you're trying to open your system and for some reason, you know, you're not getting your password right. You know, you try the first one, it says incorrect password. Am I right? You try second one, it says incorrect password. As your attempts increase, you know what you're nearing? Complete what? Shutdown. Complete shutdown of the system. Now, the truth is, as the days and years increase, opportunities are coming, but opportunities are fading out. Praise the Lord, somebody. 2023 is a year we can, you know, we are rejoicing and we're expectant. But it's also a year that we must be cautious and have some evaluation. Because this door is shutting. There are some things that are saying, this season is the last opportunity. This year is the last opportunity. This new year is the last opportunity to get into this. So things have come, but things also must be reappraised, reassessed. There are some things you can't procrastinate about anymore because this is the last time. What I do is that whenever my system, my phone starts saying fingerprint doesn't match or, you know, incorrect password, I pause. You know, I take time because if it shuts out, you know, it's a much longer process. So I take time, relax, reassess the situation and wonder what am I doing wrong. Oftentimes it is that your caps lock or something, you know, some little thing there is causing a problem. If you don't do that, the tendency is to rush on, press on and get the place where you lose completely. The system shuts out, you lose all the time. Now, spiritually, what we are to do now is that we, in the excitement and in the joy of a new beginning, you and I must reaccess. We must reevaluate. We must reconsider what are the things that I must get right in this season. What are the things I must establish in this season? What are the things I must open my eyes to in this season? The Apostle Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. He said, but when I became a man, touch your neighbor and say, this year is the year you become a man. Praise the Lord. Part of the things we left, I think it was on Wednesday, was that the born again Christian really does not come to church for somebody to drive him and say, go here, go here, or go there, go there. No, the born again Christian abides in Christ and Christ abides in him. So the desires of Christ are his desires. So we come to church just to realize that the thing I wanted to do, you also wanted to do it. So we encourage one another. That's why the Bible says, forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of soul. So when we gather, we are gathering of the children of God, not the children of the devil. Praise the Lord. We are gathering to encourage ourselves because I know my heart is saying this is what is to be done. My heart longs to worship you. My heart desires to serve you. And then when I come, I see men and women like-minded, you know, and I find out that I'm encouraged and I'm strengthened in that part. But I don't come for somebody to drive me or to shut me out. No. If I'm doing that, there's something not very correct. Praise the Lord. So we go back to our main text, which says, Your people, thy people shall be willing in the day of your power. And the word I like there is that willing, volunteers. And I pause to ask a question, or not ask a question, to, you know, just um, make known my thinking and my meditation. 
I wrote here, I may never understand why people, why my generation, why my world must be coaxed, cajoled, you know, to know the Lord, to serve the Lord. Sometime we're discussing and I realized that why isn't everybody a born again Christian? Have you thought about it? Number one is that God created us. Isn't that the truth? Okay. God who created us says you must be born again. How many of us have our phones and the phone is saying due for update? Due for update. You keep ignoring it. What keeps happening? The performance of, of your phone continues what? To go down until a time. If you don't do that update, you can't use that phone. You know why? The makers of the phone said, this is what you need to do. It's not negotiable. Now, our creator says, you must be what? Born again. He's not the creator of Christians. He's the creator of all. For God so loved how many? The world he created, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should what? Not perish, but have a This is his desire. This is what he knows is best for us. How come the whole world is not rushing into the kingdom? And then how come the few who are aware are not zealous, excited, pushing in? Why are people, you know, becoming slow of heart? Why are people becoming lazy, you know? withdrawn concerning the things of god why why is that happening in our time i don't know if that has bothered you but i look at my world i look at thank god for social media what social media does for you is that it can be in your house and you're able to read you know the feelings and you know the atmosphere and the mood of a lot of people and you see the things that are happening and i'm wondering why is there such a coldness of heart towards the truth towards light towards life towards the things that matter what is going on and immediately an answer was given to me and you know the answer that was given to me was a question it said as much as i mean lately now i i, I haven't been ill for a long time and i pray that for each and every one of us in jesus name i mean sometimes my body feels a bit like that but to be sick 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 it's been a long time. Do I have pains and all of that? Yes. But the Lord reminded me, said, you used to like, when you were small, I used to like tea. I still like tea. But tea and bread and then rice, plantain and egg. I used to like it a lot. He said, do you remember when if they brought it to you, you wouldn't eat? I said, I do. He said, what was the condition then? I said, I was sick. So he said to me, so when you don't have a desire again, for what you normally have a desire for, what is it? It's a sickness. The world is sick. And COVID taught us, during COVID, they say one of the symptoms is what? Loss of taste. Loss of sense of smell. Okay? So, you should be able to know that this thing is tasting like this. And they give it, you say, no, it's bland. This is tasteless. The thing has not become tasteless. The issue is that what? Somebody is sick. is a symptom. Something is happening, you know, and everybody can, you know, perceive, sense the smell. But you can't. And you say, no, no, nothing here. It's not the issue. It's the person is sick. So we are in a world where there's a sickness. In fact, the one that, you know, I was told that God made is that there's also a sickness that causes you to lose the sense of sensation, the sense of touch. It's leprosy. So you're touching something, a leprous person can have his feet in fire or his hands in fire and not know. So is fire still burning? Yes. But what is the problem? This person is sick. So there is no sensation. The things that are normal have become abnormal. We're in a world, we're in a generation that is sick. We're in a generation that has no desire for eternal things, for the truth, for things that have value. Marriage is nothing again. People boast in iniquity. Dad was telling us last Sunday about those who are dead in sin. He says part of their you know, characteristics is that they enjoy it and you know, it, it doesn't bother them. We're in a world where people, you know, marriages, I don't like to use that word, but a Christian should not use the word side chick. Hello? Do you understand what I'm talking about? What's the meaning of that? Where is the provision in the life of a Christian? 
A young Christian should not, you know, say uh, times have changed. What time has changed? Has blood changed to water? Praise the Lord, somebody. The issue is that our generation, we're in a sick time. I told us, those of us that were here on Wednesday, okay? You should be here on Wednesday. But I told us, I was listening to a gospel musician that God has blessed. And they said to him, who are your role models? And the first name he mentioned was Jay-Z. And after Wednesday, brothers and sisters, I was reading something and, you know, they were saying Jay-Z, you know, this Jay-Z now was saying that he used to like to listen to Fela's song and then he's partly from Benin Republic. That, that explains his voodoo background, his voodoo, his love for voodoo, his whatever for voodoo. Then a gospel musician is saying that's his role model. Trace it now. So someone who has the Holy Spirit is proclaiming someone who is boasting in voodoo. Do you understand? But what is happening is this. I, I told my wife when I saw, I said this man is mentioning Jay-Z, hoping for some collaboration, for recognition, so that he can come up higher in the music ladder. That's all. But, you know, it shouldn't surprise us because all these symptoms that we're trying to analyze, the Bible told us about them. Praise the Lord. And if you come with me in 2 Timothy chapter 3, from verse 1, it begins to tell us about the things that are going to happen. It says, but know this, that in the last days, what is going to happen? Perilous times will come. It's going to be a time of sickness, of illness. And this illness may not be physical like COVID was. So you may not be quarantining like you did during COVID. But this sickness is more serious than that. It says, in the last days, perilous times are going to come. What is going to happen? It says, men will become what? Lovers of themselves. Note here that it didn't say unbelievers. It said men. That's why if you want to have a program uh, at that Dr. Connors that are having a conference, you know, this week. And you know the theme of the conference? When I saw the theme, I fainted because, but it, I, I, I trust God to help us. It says the reign of the conquering Messiah. Now, how do you put a theme like that in today's Christianity? You didn't say it is the hour of your conquering breakthrough. Do you get what I'm saying? Because even amongst Christians, men have become what? Lovers of themselves. So the message and the things that wake up Christians are when you tell them this thing is for you. Forgetting that the pattern of Christianity that we are to follow is the example that was shown us with the men that banded themselves with, King, with David. They said this man, they were discontented, they were dissatisfied, they were indebted. This man had issues. But when they saw David, they sold out. They said everything that concerns us personally. We ignore them from now. One thing we want to achieve is to make what? David king. Knowing that when David is made king, their discontentment will be settled. Their indebtedness will be settled. Everything. That is what a Christian should be. The Christian should have one purpose. To make Jesus Lord everywhere. And when that is established, the scripture that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness will come to fulfillment. But you see, nobody wants to hear that. Men shall become lovers of themselves. After themselves, the next thing they are going to love is what? Money. That's why one of the things that went viral in these later days was the issue of giving money to church. How I wish the issue of adultery will go viral. The issue of sexual purity. The issue of consecration. Are you with me? The issue of love, of forgiveness. Why don't we go viral and say, why are Christians bearing unforgiveness towards one another? And let us argue about it. But you see, men had become lovers of their money and unwilling to give. So when somebody raised a flag, it became something for carnal men to hold on to. So, the gospel, according to Freeze, has freed you from the obligation on your neck that you had heard since you became a Christian about tithing. The truth is that tithing is not a New Testament requirement. You know why? Because it was legislated. Every New Testament requirement is based on this condition. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. Anything that does not flow out of love 
is not accepted. In fact, God himself says, I love a cheerful giver. So if you brought your tithe because it was law, God didn't like it. Do you understand? So it says this generation, this sickness, they become lovers. Of, if you want to get people's attention, tell them it will work for you. It will help you to blow. A few of us may have seen some things, you know, some of these things. I just see them and I wonder, that, well, is, the, is what we're talking about. So people go with money. There's one that people go maybe 500,000. They meet a lady and say, let me cut all your clothes. How many of us have seen something like Do you know what they want? They want to blow. You see, there's a madness in the world now. But the man that is bringing the 500, he wants you to watch the video. That's why they'll never get my patronage. And the thing will go viral. And then he cuts out the lady. And then the lady that cutting her dress wants money. And then you that are watching, if you continue, you see that you're jobless. Because I've told us here, and please hear me, I'm repeating it this year. The people who made TikTok, China, the TikTok they show you, their people don't watch it. TikTok in China, the algorithm tells you about people who excel in sports, people who excel in science, people who excel in, in different meaningful things. But the TikTok they show you here is somebody that starts running, then run to chase the person. And you waste your one minute to watch it. Forget data even. Your time. You're a king. Isn't that what we are told? Do you know how occupied kings are? Then when you now go to pray, you see rat pursuing the person. How do you deal with all those junk? But that is the world we are in. It's a sick world. It's a lovers of themselves. So you can only get people to react if you highlight what is in need for them. And I said they didn't say unbelievers. They said men. So the Christian has to work extra hard. Lovers of money. The other one is what? Boasters. You know, the time we're in, knowledge and all kinds of things hasn't helped at all. You know, you listen to somebody. And maybe we'll call him a, a motivational speaker, a professional, or whatever. And most of what I'm going to say is, this is how you blow yourself beyond who you are. This is how you, you know, Toot your own horn. This is how you blow yourself up. This is how you make yourself. So all kinds of things are happening. And I don't know how God in his message shows me this. Do you know that Twitter, they said when Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter, that he required that they verify the active users on Twitter. You know what they discovered? Not the ones you create. Twitter themselves had at least five, that's Five out of hundred fake users on Twitter. That's the one that admitted. Now, somebody is not understanding me. I'm going to tell you where it's going. If Twitter has about how many users do Twitter have? At least 100 million. More than that, 100 million. 5% of 100 million is what? 5 million. Thank you. It means Twitter in their office can make you a celebrity one day. They can channel their five million fake users and they start following you and when they start following you the rest of the people that are not led of the spirit will say you're an influencer and then they begin to follow you all of a sudden what has happened they have misled the people this is the world we are in i don't take note of number if be delivered from numbers i'm an accountant so i studied numbers are you getting me those are some of the sickness in our world they say he's an influencer. Why? Because he has this number of followers. Meanwhile, somebody in his office has the capacity to give you 20 million followers. And like and love everything you post. And then the rest of you will say he's an influencer. Then advertisers will advertise with him. Followers will follow. Can you see how the devil, the prince of this world, is manipulating everything? But you see, you and I are the light. We are the salt. We are supposed to be different. But if these things are not understood by us, we will still be carried away. So Christians are pursuing followership, are pursuing, you know, uh, liking and all of that. That's why I told them here, when you make posts, don't even put my name. Put the Father's church. I don't want TK no KK to be known. Listen, if I get known, will I pray my name? In which name do you pray? <laughs> People, you don't understand what is happening. Part of what I was, you know, uh, the, the New Year thing that I was going to say is this. If you've been trying to achieve, the, not, 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 not any one of us, let me put it straight forward. They fight, the devil is fighting me. 
I'm fighting you, I'm fighting. How many of us know the devil is fighting us? What he failed in 2022, you think he's going to start that level? You know he's going to take the notch higher. If you don't take your own game higher, his own rehearsal will beat you. So every day the Christian is thinking, where can I take my defense higher? Where is that place that I can run into? Where the blazing fire cannot touch me? And some of these things, you might sound extreme. You might appear old school. You might appear out of generation. But what you're doing is that you're preserving something that you know about. So I on my own have decided I will have no interest. I pray that all of you become celebrities in Jesus' name. So that I will have the benefit of saying that which was committed to me, I've committed to a faithful man. You'll be popular. I'm okay just committing it to you. I stop there. Because I can't handle that pressure. I can't handle pressure that I tell you the truth and I write something that is true. And I'm saying only seven people liked it. Then somebody will write that, uh, I saw something on the news the other day. And I said to my wife, very soon I stopped watching TV. I write. The first one I saw was that one man kissed the wife on Christmas. You didn't hear me. I can't remember the names. Does any of us say Arise, those things are screwed because sometimes what I do, I put it on silence so that I just see the main news. And they just say, uh, Jack White kissed uh, on Christmas. I told my wife, I'm warning these people. You know another one I saw? I saw another one. They said, um, one of these uh, lady singers, either Madonna, he said, Madonna, you know, wrote her six-year-old daughter, somebody, a beautiful note. On her birthday. I said that's what I'll be reading in Katambe. In Buhari's Nigeria. News to me. Is that a mother. I don't know. Wrote her six year child. A note on her birthday. And you put it on my screen. I'm warning you. <laughs> uh, before this my old school will go to another level. Do you understand? But these are the things they just bombard us with. As though we are idle. No. We are children of God. It's something that is it's not ordinary. It's a sickness. Because what those things do is that they dilute your capacity to be who you were called to be in this generation. Listen, God is working. That's why we read, your people shall be what? Volunteers in the day of your power. But they will not be coaxed. One of the things you should have noted if you're a member of this church is that they don't force people to do anything. Praise the Lord. Do you know why? Jesus made a statement. He said, it is the spirit that what? Gives life. He said, the, the flesh profits nothing. I know what he said to me. He said, note that I didn't say the flesh does nothing. If you're a businessman here, profit is what happens when your income exceeds your what? Expenditure. Profit is not known on the first day of business. Profit is called bottom line. Profit is what you know at the end. So he said that a lot of activities, a lot of things people are doing, when the work is tested, they will be consumed. So when I get you to do things, when I force you and say, come, you know, I see attendance is reducing, but when we lay hands, attendance increases. So I say now, every first Saturday of the month, by 5 Quinkim a.m., come, the man of God is going to anoint you for the month. Then you start coming. That is flesh calling to flesh. Shallow to shallow. You will come. And then if the devil wants, he can be visited. So I lay hands on this one. He will jump and somersault. And for people say God is working there. What is God working that somebody fell? Didn't you hear when Pastor Andy told us that he attended a church in South Africa? And from 9 a.m. to 5 a.m., they were talking with demons. They said, this demon is, say, come out. And the demon said, I won't come out. He said, come out. And the demon went out. And he said, but why didn't you go since? That's how, what they were doing. Do you understand? What are you looking for? The gospel is the power of God for transformation, not for demonstration. For transformation. You come here, you go back, your wife knows you're different. Your husband knows you're different. Your children know you're different. You go to work tomorrow, everybody knows something has happened. That is the power of God. Not when you jump and fall. Jump and fall and wear the same thing. Have the same attitude. Carry the same wickedness. Carry the same unforgiveness. In fact, worst part, carry the same fear. Not that you jump out and say you're looking for the devil to deal with him. If you hear devil's voice again, you apologize. That is that Pastor Kenna. He's the one that told me that. Uh, please, 
I don't want your trouble. I'm minding my business. Do you understand? Praise the Lord. So, it's the spirit that gives light. The flesh profits nothing. The flesh can do a lot of things. The flesh can feel holes. The flesh can create emotions. The flesh can generate reactions and actions and shouts. Someone say, when I pray, people scream. What is the screaming for? Go to supermarket. Fill your um, cart with goods. And then scream. And let them say you can now go with the goods. If you lie, scream. The only thing they will understand is when you go to the checkout counter and do what? And pay. Faith is what gives you benefit in the kingdom. Not emotion. Is someone hearing me? And how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by faith is by revelation. You know God. You know this is what he says. You know this is to be disallowed. You know this is to be allowed. You know this is illegal. When you have faith, I bless God for the testimony of that our brother. And if you don't know, that's what I pray for. I pray for that more than anything. I pray that in this assembly, people will have faith for their healing. Two people have shared the testimony now in recent times. And I'm so glad. Pastor Wright shared how the pain came. And then he just, you know, he said no. He prayed. Um, uh, Pastor Julius, you prayed concerning your mother. What is my joy if everybody lines up for me to pray for them for healing? What have I achieved? When you have an unction from the Holy One, you have an unction from the Holy One, you have an unction from the Holy One. That takes me, let me show you a scripture because my time is passing. So, the symptoms of the last days, I wish we had time to read that scripture down to five. We're going to see what is happening. These are the things that are happening. I don't know if the brother is here, I pray he's here, but we went on evangelism, brothers and sisters. One of the people I ministered to. He gave his life to Christ. I've been praying for him. I called him. Bro, I haven't seen you. He said, my problem now is that I don't even have data. <laughs> I preach Christ to you. Now I'm owing you data. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I sent him data. Since then, I'm still begging him to come home. Next thing now, he'll tell me he doesn't have a charger. <laughs> You know, and I'm just wondering. I don't know if you think, but I, I think. I said, me, I get up. I come. You know, I preach the love of God. Be saved, you know. And you God, Holy Spirit, because not everybody that I received. So, Holy Spirit did a work. Now I'm encouraging you to come so you can be discipled. Why are you throwing these obstacles as if I borrowed money from you? You understand? Why are you throwing these obstacles? So, <laughs> I'm still there, but that, that's why I'm thinking, why are people so blind to what is beneficial to them? You teach people the truth. You're counseling people. You're telling them this is what to do. This is what you're to do. They're thinking they're doing your benefit. I won't do it. I won't do it. Uh, uh, she did. He died. Uh-uh. Some long time ago, we were counseling some people. And at the time, I told them, I said, listen, whatever you decide to do, do my marriage is okay. You know, some people can feel it and keep it. I, I have no time for that. My time is precious. I don't know about I said, this shakara you're doing now is for your good. It's not for me. So when I'm telling you this, receive it for you. No, don't think that if you say, I will never, I will never. It's not me. Me, I will. I am. <laughs> Do you get what we're talking about? But you see, it's a sickness. It's sickness that will make somebody refuse what is good for him. So that takes us, that takes me to another level of prayer for healing of mind. He says to open the eyes of those whom the God of this age has what? Blinded their minds. So that's where I am now praying that the minds of men will be opened so that they will see, so that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ can shine. So the same thing when you see people who come to church behaving anyhow, it's just that they're sick. They don't understand. You say somebody, serve the Lord. And he's thinking that when you say serve the Lord, it means come and sweep my house. How is that so? Serving the Lord is for your good. Hezekiah, when they told him, put your house in order, you're going to die. The Bible says Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and told the Lord, it's Hezekiah, I've been serving you. What will you say to the Lord when he asks you? You tell him I'm the chief now. Have I told you the story about the dog and cat? They said that if you feed a dog for three days, the dog will think you're God and just be loyal to you and serve you. They said if you feed a cat for three days, the cat will think it's God and you should be loyal to it. Feed a cat for three days. Every time we're looking, what, why are you delaying? That's the way some human beings are. 
they think God just owes them. Okay, praise God. So that is a symptom that we see out there. But you know what? Also, even in this last days, there's something more interesting. Come with me to Acts chapter 2, please. Verse 17 and 18. It says, and it shall come to pass in the same last days, says God, that I will do what? I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. So the devil doesn't have the field all by himself. Praise the Lord, somebody. It says, God is saying, in the last days, these same last days, what will I do? I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. This is something that is hanging in the air now. Somebody say, I receive it. This is what should be our testimony. That's why I'm so happy for those who come for our prayer meeting. The number is increasing. Because these are the last days. As the devil is having his own, God's work is work. That's why it says, and your people shall be what? Volunteers, willing in the day of your power. This is a season, and as a nation, this is the season of his power. Praise the Lord, somebody. And can you see people willing? How many have been seeing volunteers all over Nigeria? That's how you know God is doing something. When people on their own begin to take up a course and run with it, it's a stirring of Jehovah. Brothers and sisters, this is what we should be claiming as a church. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will part of my spirit on all flesh. And you see, what is interesting about the statement here is that for the Jew, for Peter, who was saying this, and for the Jews he was speaking it to, this was something difficult to understand. Because you see, the God they knew, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was very, 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 uh, uh, which word do I use now that would not be, you know, uh, uh, demeaning to God? God was exclusive. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God was extremely exclusive with the Spirit. So that before now, for someone to have the Spirit of God, ah, there's a process. Moses had the Spirit of God. Bezalel had the Spirit of God. Just like that. In, you come to a whole nation. Those who have the Spirit of God, you can count them. One, two, three. So at a time when Moses was complaining and complaining, having issues, not numbers 11, having different issues, God said to Moses, okay, let me increase those that have the spirit. He says, select for me 70 men from verse 16. He says, select 70 men and I will take the spirit that is on you and distribute it amongst them. Okay? So Moses selected 70 men and God, you know, brought them. If you come down, let's jump some verses. So we'll read the very particular one, 25. He says, then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took off the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. Okay. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad. The name of the other was Medad. And the spirit also rested upon them. Now they were among those listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. Look at what happened. And the young man ran and told Moses, and said, Oga, two men have the spirit in the camp. There's a problem. Two men are prophesying. There's something wrong. <laughs> then Joshua said, Ah, forbid them. This is the spirit that we are begging people to receive. I get you what I'm saying. It was so exclusive that if someone had it, they interrogated, Are you qualified? Should you? Do you have the right? That's how it was. That's how much of a change the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ brought to you and I. That now, everywhere, anywhere, anybody, men servants and maid servants, masters and servants, everybody can be filled with the Spirit. Why? Because for these last days, for the trouble that is coming in the world, you can't make it without the Spirit. Education won't help you. <laughs> no, no. Finishing school won't even help you. Knowing how to speak English won't help you. Money, uh, money is far from it. Money can't help you. You need the anointing. That's why at the beginning of the year, what did the Lord say to us? He said to the disciples, he said, don't worry about those things. What you need is power. Acts 1. He says, but you shall what? Receive power. You shall receive the Holy Ghost. Child of God, my exhortation to you and I, myself as well, is that in this season, if I didn't know how important it was before, I know how it is now. Because that love for money is in the air. 
That love for yourself is in the air. Praise Jesus, somebody. We are in the last days, child of God. We need to be equipped. And we need the power of God. That is what is going to strengthen you. It's going to strengthen you. The Bible says the devil knows he has a short time. You watch football, right? You watch soccer. Most of us here watch soccer. You know how it is in soccer? I've never understood that in soccer. At the time you think everybody should be tired, they call it, what do they call it again? Injury time. At the time you think everybody should be tired, they now start playing their best. And I always wonder, you know I'm a wonderer, I wonder if they played like this from the beginning, by now they can relax. But they don't play like that from the beginning. Injury time. You see them playing their best. You see the strikers. You see them running. And you say, why didn't you do this all the while? The devil is in his injury time. And he's not leaving out anything. What I'm trying to say, people of God, is you and I have no choice but to press in. This is the season where if your husband will stop you from serving the Lord, it might be an occasion for counseling. If your wife will stop you, don't let anybody stop you. Are you with me? Because it's your deliverance, it's your safety. Now, notice I'm not saying just come to church. I'm saying serve the Lord. You know why? Joseph attended no church. Are you with me? Praise God. Joseph did not attend midweek service. Daniel did not attend any. But they served the Lord. The Bible says you servants serve your masters as what? As unto the Lord. So when Joseph was found as a slave in Potiphar's house, he started Sunday service. Every time Potiphar issues a command, he carried it out in a way that made Potiphar wonder, this slave is different. At that, Dr. Konozo was telling us about the problem we have in our time. When I was an unbeliever, okay, and maybe in my early days as a, a young Christian, when people wanted to employ persons in certain sensitive posts, they asked for born-again Christians. How many of us remember those times? Does that happen in Nigeria now? If somebody comes to do business with you and says, I'm a born-again, what do you do? You run. That's a problem. Okay? So that's where we are. Things are going south. But we find in the scriptures the good news that in spite of all of that, God says, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. This is a season you must be thirsty for righteousness you must be thirsty for the power of god you must be thirsty for the presence of god you must be thirsty for the peace of god i was talking about safety in this time and serving the lord yes one of the areas that you can have maximum how you can assure yourself the bible says and the peace of god shall guard or rule your heart you see if you find yourself in a position where you know ah you check yourself and god you say everything is all right you say come with me that's how come we can be in Abuja here. Up to now, no policeman has chopped our money for guarding us. You know, we would have been raising special offering for Mopo keeping you when you come to church. Can we appreciate the Lord? Even tire has not been stolen. Nobody's tire has been stolen. You know why? Because when you focus on this God and draw down his presence, his presence is light. Darkness doesn't like light. They don't come there. They can't withstand it. When Jesus, as much as said to those who came to arrest him, I am he, what happened? They drew back and fell. Let's rise on our feet. You need the anointing this year. You need to lay hold on the real Christianity. The enemy of our soul has stepped up. Okay, I, I, on Wednesday we said we're, we're going to be fasting as a church. In February and the reason we are fasting is for Nigeria okay it might help your stomach to go down it might help you to lose weight but that's not the reason the reason we are fasting is the Lord said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal so we are going to pull down strongholds that had held this nation bound we are going to be fasting we're going to be coming to pray and part of the strongholds we are going to be pulling down is tribalism. We're going to be pulling down mammon. We're going to be pulling down, you know, all manner of strongholds. Part of what I received that we're going to pray, especially in that prayer meeting, that any underage voter that they've registered will be unable to vote. If they have to be sick, whatever it is, 
we will banish iniquity in Nigeria. We will refuse that it will take place. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? We have been told we are kings and priests. Priests assess God and kings rule. So we assess God all the time. We're going to rule. So that's part of what we're going to be doing, you know, in February for the election. 21 days, when we finish, then the election will hold on. And by the mercy of God, we'll get the desired answer in Jesus' name. And our nation will move forward. Okay? But beyond that, you, this year, you can't be at the same level. Are you with me? These are the last days. The other side, they're manifesting it. Somebody posted something about a, a receipt of some money that was spent at a club. And for drinks, I think they spent about 20-something million naira. There are bottles of drinks that go for 1 million, right? Sorry? 1.5 million, a bottle of drink, you know, to get drunk. But you know what the Lord said to me? When I saw it, I said, Chai, but the devil is such an equal opportunity destroyer. What did I say? The devil is an equal opportunity destroyer. Some people need 1.5 million to get drunk. The devil can get you drunk on 200 naira. There is what they call kai kai, ogogoro, fire water. If you buy 70 naira of it, before you finish, you'll be swinging like this. He doesn't need you to have money. He just wants to destroy. And his doors are open. I'm saying we're in the last days. Are you with me? When we're younger, men had to chase women. In these days, you'll be a man, you're passing that eye for you like this. Because, you see, you just have to be destroyed. What are you waiting for? There's destruction everywhere. The devil knows he has a short time. Some of us are in places where we think we have become big guys. You're not a big guy. You're a big catch. And you think all of a sudden the ladies are for you. No, they finished you. Bata, bata. There was something ahead of you, but they saw it and they brought it and you fell. So they've canceled your name completely. Some of us, you've been coming to church, coming to church. And God has been speaking to you. Get serious. He said, where, where you go? He said, I like Pastor Ikenna. He preaches the truth. The preaching of Pastor Ikenna is not in your account. It's what you do. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, I will liken the man, the wise man, who hearing these things, what does what? Does it. He's the man who built his house on the rock. It's not what you hear. It's what you do. This is the year to do it. I had better good news for us. Because when people hear things like this, some people, the enemy cancels them out. Say, you cannot be like Pastor Kenna. Let, let the, nobody deceive you. You know why? Jesus said something. You know the scripture, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. You know that scripture. You know, every time we hear that scripture, we think he's saying, if we have faith as little. Eh? Okay. But let me show you a scripture now. Now put Matthew 13, 31 for us. Matthew 13, 31 says something. It says, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like what? Which a man took and sowed in his field. Note, the kingdom is like a mustard seed. Which what? A man took and what did he do? He sowed in his field. The next one says, which indeed is the least of all the but when it is what? The important thing there is this. God is saying to you, no matter how small you start, you will grow. That's the good news I bring to somebody. No matter how small you start, in this kingdom, you will grow. I didn't start like this. The people you're looking at didn't start like this. Little by little, little by little. I've told us here, I've not seen a sickness that came on me that I cannot attend prayer meeting. Even when I used to be sick. Once it's prayer meeting, if I get in there, it's as if robotics enter my body. It didn't start like that. The kingdom is what? As a mustard seed. If you sow it, it will grow. Somebody, this new year, you need to take a step. Take a step. Indicate to heaven. Indicate to heaven that you, you want to be part of his last days. I mean, there's a division going on. Most of the people don't know what is happening, but now you know. Even it's everywhere, some there's a battle going on. Indicate to heaven. I don't know what the spirit of God is saying to you, but somebody needs to take a step and say to Jehovah, I am serious with you this year. Let's bow our heads. 
Father, we thank you. For somebody, maybe it's your first time, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. For most of us, we've done that. So we are talking about progressive step. But for somebody, the step you need to take today is that step of faith to say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. I surrender. I believe that you are the son of God. I surrender my life to you. For somebody, today is his day of making that decision and saying, Jesus, come into my life and be my savior. For somebody, that's your day. Okay, so we're going to take this prayer for ourselves. Psalm 69 verse 9, please. We're going to pray for, for zeal for the house of God. So, for the zeal of the Lord to consume us. We mentioned injury time in soccer. During that injury time, if one side does not pick up their game, that's when people conceive goals in quick succession. The last days, the devil has his own. But we have a promise that God wants to pour out his spirit upon his children Lord clothe me with zeal clothe me with zeal clothe me with zeal clothe me with zeal let my heart burn for you let me oh Lord see clearly Lord set my heart on fire for your house for your glory for your praise Lord this is your child I want you and you and you in this year 2023 Lord I want to be in the number when it is said God is doing this Lord I want to be one of them help me help me Lord help me deliver me from lethargy deliver me from coldness of heart deliver me Lord from any weight that is upon me for I now know that my salvation is nearer now than when I first believed Lord help me to awake out of sleep let no man be able to deceive me I must serve my God I must serve the Lord it is a privilege for me to be devoted and dedicated and be sold out in the service of my God why? because the enemy is also engaging his soldiers Lord help me pray that prayer me with you. I want to see myself in the coming weeks zealous for the Lord like no other. I want to surprise myself. I want to surprise myself. A love for the Lord. A faith that cannot be quenched. Lord let's zeal for your house. This is me. I'm coming to you. Somebody needs to tell the Lord yesterday is gone. I'm serious today. Yesterday is gone. Lord, you said in the last day, you part your spirit. Feel me, Lord. Feel me, Lord. Feel us, Lord, with your spirit. Feel us with your power. Feel us with your light. Lord, we come to you. Strengthen us. Help us. These are the last days. Can't make it on my own. Can't make it on my own. In the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, another prayer. In the same line, we've referred to Acts 1 8. Our Lord Jesus responded to the disciples where they were asking him, What time is it? Is this the time to restore to us the kingdom? And he said, No. You're looking in the wrong direction. What you need now is power. You see, I want you to understand what we're doing. The more I just, um, you know, mature and grow and see life, I see that life is deep. Praise the Lord. What did I say? Life is deep. The precious things in life are deeper. Mineral resources are not found on the surface. Some time ago, I think my wife said something to me, which I never... She said, any music you hear, somebody likes it. Do you know that? You hear some music and you say, what madness. The person who released that music thinks it should be the number one hit song for all ages. Right? Okay. What I'm saying is this. 
where I'm going is that I want God to take me so deep into where I love what I should love and hate what I should hate. Do you understand? I don't want where I'm struggling. Should I or should I not? No. I want to get to the place where I am anointed to love, where a desire, let me use giving now. I want to get to the place where God has to tell me stop. Many of us that are married, your wife has quarreled with you with giving or your husband has quarreled with you in giving. Am I right? Uh-huh. Now, I want to get to the place where I so love to do what God wants me to do. That is almost becoming a problem. Not that they are pushing me to do what God wants me to do. That is sickness itself. Praise God. At a time in my life, we'll go to church, we'll leave the car there. I go to church, say, Pastor, next Monday we're at the boutique buying things for I, I want to get to the point where I love to do what you want me to do. Is somebody hearing me? It's an anointing. Where to forgive? Pastor Obanure told us. He said he got to the point where he forgives people in advance. Which means you've not offended him, but you're forgiven. If you know the man, you know he was telling the truth. He was such a peaceful, joyful man. I get him. What I want you to desire is the anointing. You see this Christianity? They can anoint you. The Bible says of Lydia, a woman whose heart the Lord had opened to receive the gospel. Have you heard about her? You know what the Bible says, Lydia? Lydia said to the apostles, he said, if you judge me, what If you judge me, what What Please come to my house and dwell. In a time where we are begging people, let us use your house. Lydia said, if you, she was crying. It was a prayer request. Lord, bring me to the place where your desire is my passion. I want you to pray that prayer. Because when you get there, you're unstoppable. God wants to do things this year. You see that business you're in. God wants to make you a shining wonder. In that office, God wants to display. But he, he's looking for men who are consumed with passion. Daniel was a boy consumed with passion. God said, I will not just make you better. I will make you ten times better. So that when the whole of Babylon is set, there will be nobody found like you. Lord, fill me with desire for your house. I want to love what you love. I want to love goodness. I want to love holiness. I want to love kindness. I want to love to love. I want to love patience. I want to love purity. I want to love love gentleness. I want to love humility. Lord, fill me with desire. I don't want to struggle with the things of the flesh. Kill my flesh. The Bible says, be dead to sin and awake to righteousness. Lord, awaken me to righteousness. Let it, let it scintillate me. Let, let it excite me. Let when I hear evangelism, let me say, who will stop me? Nobody will stop me. We have a little boy here, Chidubem. Chidubem told the mother, if you don't allow me to go for evangelism, I'll not go to school. That's what we're talking about. A desire for the things of God. Lord, fill me! Pray that prayer. God will hear you. In other words, you know what you're praying? Lord, make me a sign and the one like my generation. That's it. He says, for I and the children God has given to me. He said we are signs and wonders. That's what it is. That's what we're praying. Here I am and the children that the Lord has given to me. We are for signs. This prayer will make you a sign and a wonder. This prayer will make you a sign and a wisdom, favor, positioning. God will begin to do things that you can't understand. He will open doors that you're wondering, how did I land here? It's because you are consumed with zeal for his house. He anoints you like never before. He positions you like never before. He backs you up like never before. He gives you inspiration like never before. He defends you like never before. Why? Because, like he said to Phinehas, I make my covenant of peace with you. For the rest of your days, I will back you up. Father, will give you praise. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden.
Shopping Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.